fun fact about me, I was voted most likely to be Martha Stewart in high school. I don't know if you remember that about me, Zach Jabal. I am going to go dig out my high school yearbook, <laughs> our high school yearbook, and find that. I didn't remember it, but yeah. that's fantastic. Open up the champagne. Hello and welcome to Disgorged, a fun and spirited look at the world of wine and drinking. As always, I'm your host, Zach Jabal, and joining me today is Eva Burns, an old friend of mine and a home bartender extraordinaire. We'll chat about summer cocktails and how to serve them to all your friends. Before that, though, a thought. If you're looking for a relatively simple way to feel like a real adult, might I suggest investing a bit of time and money into a home bar? Few things are as rewarding as being able to ask a guest if they'd like a cocktail, and then actually being able to make it for them. You don't have to go crazy at first, but with just a few bottles and tools, you can make a surprising range of drinks. Base spirits are fairly easy. I'd suggest a bottle each of vodka, gin, tequila, white rum, and bourbon. If you want to expand into rye, scotch, brandy, and others, of course you should feel free. But it's actually the other spirits that can make or break your home bar. So I recommend stocking up on things like orange liqueur, both sweet and dry vermouth, at least one amaro, and a maraschino liqueur. With those, you could do quite a bit, and they'll mostly last for a while. Finally, get at least a few bottles of bitters. Angostura is a must, and then orange bitters, and maybe something else to play with, because they can really give you a lot of versatility in your cocktails. If you're expecting guests, picking up a lemon or lime or two can also make a big difference, because fresh fruit juice is way better. As far as tools go, you basically just need a cocktail strainer, a shaker, and a bar spoon. But don't forget about garnishes, as they'll make any drink look better. See, now you're ready to entertain like a proper adult. Joining me on Disgorge today is Eva Burns. Eva is actually a friend of mine from way back in high school, uh, and I decided it'd be fun to reach out to Eva because she posts some really delicious-looking cocktails on uh, social media, and I feel like I need to talk more about it, especially with summer here and uh, the sort of peak season for, I think, drinking at home. Uh, Eva, how's it going? Very well, thank you. I'm so happy that you reached out because i do love to drink and i like to talk about it (laughs) excellent well that is uh that is great and um let's start off with uh just what are some of your favorite uh favorite drinks this time of year as uh we kind of eventually theoretically the weather will be sunny and warm in seattle or in the seattle area right Um, and in other parts of the country it definitely is fingers crossed um so i don't feel like it's summer until I've had a watermelon basil gimlet. Oh. Like that is that is my thing. That is my summer drink. And it's not summer until I drink that. And uh, it's a recipe that I adapted from a real years old. I don't even remember the issue, but it was from a Martha Stewart living magazine. Um, fun fact about me, I was voted most likely to be Martha Stewart. In high school, I don't know if you remember that about me, Zach Jabal. I am going to go dig out my high school yearbook, our high school yearbook, and find that. I didn't remember it, but yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm still going strong for Martha. But um, this is the most delicious, refreshing cocktail, and it's one of the best things about it. And I feel like it should be a requirement for all really good cocktails if you get a little snack at the end of it Ooh. from your garnishes. Um, 
Do you want to know what the recipe is for that? Is that I, sorry, absolutely? Like an editing yeah. Thing? Okay. No, just okay. throw it in there. Okay, so for this cocktail, you have to do some preparation, which I'm always not that fond of, but um, this is totally worth it and totally easy. So you get a watermelon, and you cube up the watermelon. I like to do big cubes. Um, I'm a fan of, side note, I'm a fan of the King Cube ice cube tray. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just go on Amazon, you can find it there. But it's, anyway, it's a silicone, for those of you who don't know, it's a silicone ice cube tray. And the ice cubes are big. They're like, I don't know, probably an inch and a half cube, Mm -hmm. cubed, or like two inches. Um, So I cut my watermelon about that size, roughly that size, and then throw them in a Ziploc, like a big gallon Ziploc bag, and then throw them in the freezer. Um, And so the next day or however long it takes for watermelon to freeze, I usually wait for a day. Um, then you're ready to make your cocktail. So in a glass, you take, um, a few basil leaves and, um, lime juice, about half an ounce of lime juice per cocktail. And, um, and I, for this cocktail, I would prefer just to do, you know, like squeeze half a lime Mm -hmm. and, um, and then about a teaspoon of sugar. And disclaimer, I'm not like a sugar and cocktail type of person, but I do make exceptions. But normally I try to avoid that. I think I don't like things that are overly sweet. But in this case, it's a really nice balance for the the lime juice. Um, You take those three things, the lime juice, about half an ounce, and basil and teaspoon of sugar and muddle those together, smash up those basil leaves to break the oil in the basil leaves and get those out and about in the drink. And then a shot of gin, one and a half ounces of gin, and then um, gently stir that up, throw in your um, watermelon frozen cubes, and then top it with tonic. Oh, interesting. So the cubes of the cubes of watermelon are what keep it cold or what chill it. Yes. Yes. Watermelon keeps it cold. And then, it very, very quickly starts to, the cubes start to thaw, not in like a sloppy, soggy way, but in a way where they just incorporate and, and um, get infused into the drink. And so right away, like the first sip, you're not totally tasting the watermelon, mm-hmm. but a few sips in, you are, and it's so delicious. And then you get to eat them with the basil at the end. Nice. And you can garnish it with a little lime. Cool. And so it sounds like one of the maybe one of the fun things about that drink is that the the flavor, as you sort of said, kind of evolves over time as you're as you're drinking it, yeah. so that that first sip is is distinct from the la- uh, later sips. Yes, totally. By the end, it's like so watermelony. Awesome. <laughs> that that <laughs> sounds really delightful. Good. So that, that it's really good. That's great. And and it leads me kind of into um, another question or a topic I want to talk about, which is I think one of the things that's obviously great about uh, this time of year and, and heading through summer is all the ability to work with, um, you know, fresh fruit and cocktails. And I think, you know, for those of us who make a lot of drinks, we think about fruit and cocktails often as citrus fruit and it's often juice or totally. something like that. And so, you know, the yeah. time of year when you can work with pieces of watermelon you can work with uh, whether it's stone fruits like um, peaches or nectarines or apricots or whatever yeah um yeah i think those are i mean they're obviously delicious flavors but i think they can be a little bit um 
intimidating to work with or, or you kind of either people end up sort of being like, I uh, just put some strawberries in my, you know, like I want to make a strawberry margarita, but I don't know what to do. And so I just put some strawberries in with the stuff I already make. Do you, yeah. have, any, do you have any thoughts on, on good ways for, for people to kind of integrate those fruits into yeah. their cocktails in a way that's um, maybe a little bit more interesting, like, like with the cubes of watermelon than just putting them in the drink. Right. Totally. And I think, but to back up a step, even just taking a basic drink like a mojito or a margarita and adding like you were at the farmer's market and you found something really fresh or you grew something in your garden and just slicing that up, muddling it up and putting that in the drink. I think that's a really great way to start and a really great way to see what kind of flavor profiles that you are drawn to and work for you or things that are just your experiment totally bombed. And that's just kind of a safe way to do that. So I think that, I mean, totally simple and easy to do, but I kind of love simple and easy. Um, and then I think using syrups are, and infusions are another great way to incorporate flavor it's a little bit more planning, but it's still very, very simple. So for um, syrups, a simple syrup is just equal parts water and sugar. And um, I'm, I'm sure most people listening to this know how to make a simple syrup, but just in case you don't, it's equal parts water and sugar. And you put that on the stove, bring it to a boil, and then turn it off as soon as it boils and just let it sit so that the sugar can dissolve and you just let it cool down. Well, as soon as it boils if you have something to throw in like lime zest or peaches or basil or rosemary or cilantro I don't know what if you use cilantro that'd be crazy um and just let that sit and um just get that flavor and the warmth in that you can mash it up a bit and then put it through a fine um colander strainer when you're ready to use it and it's all cooled down yeah. Um, and sometimes those kinds of syrups, sometimes it only takes like 10 minutes for it to impart flavor. I always go really long. I always go a few hours because I just, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to, I want to taste it. I don't want it to be subtle. Another good one is rosemary, although that's not super summery. Yeah. But um, it does work well with a lot of summer flavors as kind of a, as sort of totally. a counterpoint to the sweet and sort of fruity side of things. Yes. Yeah. Sort of an herbaceous thing on the side. Um, and then infusions, that's another great thing to do to have in your real house if you want to experiment with different um, fruit flavors. And that's, uh, again, sounds super fancy, but it's really simple. You just slice up some fruit. And for infusions, I recommend vodka usually, especially if you're starting out, because vodka is, well, I'm a gin girl, but vodka is just unflavored gin. And <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> I've, I've researched it and it really is just unbelievable. Oh no, you're you're right. But, you you can also you can also I guess argue that gin is just flavored vodka, but that's a that's another conversation. But I yeah, but I just feel like that makes gin sound cooler. Yes. <laughs> it's just unflavored gin. <laughs> I'm in the gin camp. But when it comes to not all the time, like if I were to use rosemary, I would maybe I would do that with um, gin because gin already has all these herby flavors, and I think that um, that would be it. I've, I mean, I've done that before where I put in some gin or put in some rosemary into gin. But um, anyway, that, 
Do you slice up fruit? So like peaches, for example, or cherries or something like that. You could put that into vodka and let it sit for a few days. And, um, you know, if you're like, I wonder if this is long enough, pour yourself some and do a very sophisticated tasting. And then you're like, yep, that's good. I can make a cocktail or nope. I want to go a little bit more. And then sometimes um, you get some boozy fruit out of it. Mm-hmm. And that can be your garnish or thrown into a totally different drink. Yeah. And I think it's important with infusions too to be, to as you sort of mentioned, to do somewhat regular taste tests, not just because it's fun to drink, but also because I, I've had the experience with infusions, especially maybe less with, with summer fruits because they tend to be a little bit more generous with their flavor. But other things that are that can kind of tend towards bitterness, if you're not careful, like things like oh, rosemary, sure. I think can get really out of hand if totally. you're not kind of careful with them. So, you know, it's a thing where yeah. you want to check it every, hmm, I don't know, a couple of days. Um, yeah. and then, and then make a decision then when to strain it off. Yeah. And don't just like leave it forever. (laughs) I, I know (laughs) I have a friend who made that mistake, uh, and he was trying to make, um, he was trying to do basically like, uh, like an herb infusion. So I think it was both, maybe it was sage and rosemary or something. He was trying to do uh, an infusion into gin and it was, he just, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, like, I came over at some point to his house, and he was like, let's try this. And I was like, wait, oh, no. <laughs> you told me about this, like, two months oh, no. ago. You're still – it's still oh, in no. there. And it was – oh, it was just undrinkable. So, bad. yeah, the point is really uh, you can you can unfortunately ruin your spirit and your experience if you're not at least a little bit careful. Yes. Yes, be careful with your spirit. <laughs> that's, your just, <laughs> that's just good advice in general. Even. It is. It uh, is really good advice. <laughs> So speaking of um, being careful with spirits, I suppose. Um, so, you know, you talked yeah. about, we talked, or you mentioned briefly gin. Obviously, vodka is a, a drink that people, or a spirit that people think about with this time of year. Um, what yeah. what else do you kind of associate with summer? Do you like uh, playing around with and, and kind of fits into this broader flavor profile that we're talking about? Yeah. So I made a, last year, I made up a cocktail for my husband that I've been I'm excited to bring back this year um, because I used raspberries that we grew in our garden. Mm. I suppose I could buy raspberries, but I sort of have a policy of not buying raspberries because they're overpriced. Mm. But I, um, so anyway, but I used Campari with bourbon and I have a big heart eyes emojis for Campari. I love, love, love Campari. And, um, for anybody who's not had it before, Campari is this um, like ruby red elixir and it's an aperitivo and it's super, super bitter. And the first time I tasted it, I was like, you have got to be effing kidding me. Who would drink this? This is ridiculous. But the first, and I feel like that's um, a common thing for most people who take the first sip of Campari and um because it's so bitter i'm really selling it aren't i but it's um after you sip it it leaves this lingering taste in your mouth that starts to dissipate and soften and you're left wanting a little bit more so you're like well this is weird but maybe i'll try another sip and then it's like (laughs) okay that was bitter but okay it wasn't so bad and it's just sort of this addictive thing that keeps happening and you just keep sipping it before you know it it's all gone. Yes. Um, so I like to play around with Campari. Um, 
And so this cocktail that I made for Father's Day for my husband um, had, this is for two cocktails. So it was a quarter cup of raspberries and then just a little bit of sugar again, you know, borrowing that from the watermelon basil gimlet where just you use just a little bit of sugar to balance things out because you also put lime juice in there. And um, so muddle those guys up and then add half an ounce of Campari and one and a half ounces of bourbon and then um, serve on ice and then top that with tonic. And it was, um, it was really good. It was very, uh, I don't know, very smoothie like, and mm. you know, mint would be good in that mm-hmm. too. A garnish of mint um, and garnish with lime. And uh, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, that's interesting too because I you would I think most people would uh, instinctively sort of put the brown spirits away for for summertime, but obviously with the right set of accompaniments, it can still that drink I'm sure is delicious and doesn't taste kind of heavy or wintry the no. way that certainly some bourbon cocktails can. Yeah, no, it wasn't heavy at all. It was it still felt very summery, and it just you know it was just an experiment, and I've experimented a lot, and sometimes my experiments totally fail, and they are not delicious. But this was um, one that turned out great. It was it was one for the books that we've cool. um, made several times. Excellent. Um, and then I should probably say a word on tonic. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. It's several a, words. A topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, not all tonics are created equal. In fact, a lot of them are crap. And they taste terrible and they ruin your cocktail. And um, I... My absolute favorite tonic is Fever Tree Tonic, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty easy to find at most grocery stores. It's not like, you know, totally obscure or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's just really, really good, and it adds nice complexity to your drink without, like, watering it down or tasting terrible. Um <laughs> It, I, when I first started making cocktails, I just bought, um, what's the regular tonic? I don't know, Canada the, Dry or whatever. Yeah. Schweppes, yeah. there's a bunch of them. Schweppes, that's the one, Schweppes. Because yeah. that's what my mom had. So I, I was going to be like my mom and have some Schweppes. <laughs> um, but no, that's not right. Don't buy Schweppes. Poor Schweppes, I'm sorry. But, that's okay. Um, they, they no longer sponsor the podcast, so you're good. They don't? Okay, thank God. <laughs> but they um but yeah it just even if you just try them side by side because you know i'm a bargain shopper so if i'm like looking at two things i'm like why would i buy this fever tree when it's so much more than the schweppes and it's not like astronomically more but it's it's totally worth it in this case it's totally worth it and um just elevates that's the word it elevates your cocktail yeah and i think that's a really good point because i think there are ingredients and tonic being a a key one that people take a little bit for granted or, or as you sort of said, sort of treat as that's eh, tonic. I don't What's the difference. And when you do have the opportunity right. to try um, better or, or at least even distinctive, I mean, not all, to- not only is not all tonic created equal from a, just from a quality standpoint, but also from a flavor standpoint, like if you try sure. a number of, um, uh, of the sort of smaller production, I guess you could say artisanal, although I kind of hate that word, um, brands of, <laughs> of tonic, uh, you'll notice that they are not all the same. And, and they, they right. if you really want to be, um, sort of particular about it you can you can find you know the kind of tonic you might want for your gin and tonic say 
uh, is not the same as the kind of tonic you might want to put in, um, you know, a couple of the cocktails you talked about where there's a lot of other flavors going on. And so you maybe want a specific note to come through from the tonic. Um, yeah, that's something I really like about Fever Tree is that on their labels, they, they kind of have a flavor profile on there below the title. And that um, I find that helpful. And but I haven't met a Fever Tree tonic. I don't like they have a few different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you mentioned gin and tonic, that's the reason why I started switching to that tonic was because I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Um, and I fell in love with this gin that I don't, I mean, it's definitely not sold here on the West Coast. Um, called green hat gin mm. and it's amazing it's so delicious that i had them mail me ah. it was not cheap but they mailed me out a case of gin wow and there you go now I, now I have my gin supply because <laughs> i was tasting some gins in seattle um from some local places and they were good but they just you'll have to come down back and yeah. try my my uh, green hat gin because I just <laughs> I love it so much. I will it's tell so you, Eva, I have driven further for less, so I will gladly do that. <laughs> but have you been to Tacoma? Yes, I have, in fact. But I mean, okay. I've I've driven further than Tacoma for worse reasons than going to try some delicious gin. So okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think the actually the gin and tonic is actually a really good um a good thing to bring up because to me that's a drink I enjoy year round, but it's a, I mean, it might be the perfect summer drink if you're, if you're talking about simplicity. So, so I guess you might've already answered the question of what your perfect gin and tonic is, um, which would, I guess be green hat gin and fever tree tonic. And, um, we can leave you alone for the afternoon, but, um, (laughs) if you do, with with a King cube, Ah, with a King cube, just one Uh King cube. And, um, I I love citrus and I love lime. So I know that this isn't like totally pure, but I will either do like two small lime wedges or like one kind of big lime wedge. Yeah. I know that's like bordering gimlet territory, but I just like, it's, it's not like that much lime. Gotcha. But I just. So what I will you know. say though is if you had to add another ingredient to that drink or if you okay. do that that's besides lime I suppose is there something else that you occasionally are like oh, I'm going to I'm going to just kind of I'm just going to tweak this this a little bit just a little bit I mean for the summer I would add a you know like a a berry mm-hmm. you know just and kind of muddle that and then um, and have that in there. Well, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't muddle it very much, but yeah, no, I really, I don't mess with it though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I'm craving a gin and tonic, it's like, that's what yeah. I need. Um, this is really hard talking about this while I'm pregnant. <laughs> that's true. I did. We didn't, we didn't reveal that, but, but this is actually, I mean, I got to tell you though, like, you know, all the, all the research I do, which is not very much, but you know, you read these things is, uh, you know, a little, yeah. a little something uh, here and there is probably not going to, not going to do, not going to do um, I know. I wanted a drink so bad the other night. My husband was like, I'll make you a margarita. And he started grabbing the tequila and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know this is our third kid and all, but. I think we got to slow down on the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, from what I, I hear did... about having multiple kids, maybe you need to like bump up the tequila intake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, for the record, I did not drink the margarita. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. It would have been really strong too. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah. one of the other things, obviously, that happens when it comes to summer and and cocktails is people have parties. They have you know whether uh, back you know barbecues, things over. And and a thing that a lot of people like to do, including myself, uh, is make um, you know big batches of cocktails, whether yeah. it's uh, punch yeah. or something else. So so what do right. you what do you do in those circumstances? What do you what are some of your go to recipes, or just if it's not a specific recipe, then what are your what's your kind of approach to that kind of uh, that kind of uh, cocktail preparation? Yeah, my go to is mojitos Mm -hmm. I make and which is kind of tough because they're a little bit labor intensive and so I found some I found a way to cut some corners with that but I um I love mojitos and I love them for so many reasons they're delicious first of all they're super festive um they're a very familiar drink to people so I feel like sometimes I've made drinks in the past that are a little bit intimidating. I don't know. To people, they like think it's like too much alcohol or if there's tequila in it, oh, they can't have tequila because that's really strong even though it's all the same. Or, oh, I can't have gin. It just has rum in it. And people are like comfortable with rum. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I don't know if you've ever experienced oh, absolutely. that. But yeah, where they're just like, oh, I can't have gin. Gin gives me a headache, but they will drink vodka. And I'm like, that's just unflavored gin, my friend. But um, anyway, I just feel like mojitos is like super accessible and can um, be done in a way, you know, if you buy really nice ingredients and take your time making it, you know, it's it's an elevated drink. Like there's bad mojitos out there, but, you know, not all mojitos are created equal. So um, that's my go-to drink. And the other reason I really love it is because it's, kind of like an undercover party starter so meaning it gets people pretty drunk which I (laughs) like (laughs) so um I like I like bringing that side out and people when you know you have the people who are like oh I'll just have half a glass and then Mm -hmm. like they have half a glass and then three glasses later they're they're totally drunk (laughs) but um anyway that's why I enjoy mojitos so um and I will just make a big batch of them because nobody wants to be stuck muddling mint leaves yeah. in the kitchen when, I mean, that's like the biggest uh, party mistake is like, you know, having a great cocktail idea, but then not being able to enjoy your guests because you're mixing that cocktail, you know, 27 times for yeah. all of your people. So big batch of mojitos and what i do is i i have the soda separate mm-hmm. sometimes so i'll make like a pitcher of the lime juice simple syrup um mint leaves and um rum and then and then i'll just pour that from the pitcher mm-hmm. and um and then top with soda over ice super easy or people can do that themselves um and then if you're making a, I mean, the ideal thing is to juice your own limes, of course. But if you're making a really, really big batch, um, you can buy the lime juice. I'm just going to say it. You might oh. edit that out, Zach. But you I was going to buy... say, I was, I was reaching for the delete button as you said it. Were you? No. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, look, I... I understand. It's better, look, better to make the mojitos yourself than buy some godforsaken pre-made mix that they sell now 
So, God. so yes, if you have to yeah. buy, if people out there, if, if to serve your guests mojitos, you have to buy <laughs> lime, juice, lime juice, I guess that's well, better than others. Don't buy the lime juice that's in the shape of a plastic, like in the shape of a little lime. It's green and it's plastic and it's like in the produce section. Yes, don't, oh, I'm familiar. Don't, don't buy that. That's, you're better than that. Don't buy that. Um, and don't buy the stuff that's in the green bottle that, well, probably a lot of lime juice is in a green bottle, but it's like the same brand as the mm-hmm. little lime bottle. Yeah. Don't, don't buy that. Like buy something that's organic. And when you look at the ingredients label is just lime juice and, you know, hasn't, it's not like been on the shelf for three years and will expire in three more years. Yes. Like, you know, buy something as fresh as you can and then it's fine. And then it's like magic. Then it's like you just did not have to juice all these lines. Um, and key uh, or like a bonus, that's what I meant to say, bonus is uh, key lime. Mm. That, I like that juice better. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has a little bit more sweetness and it works. It, it feels, yeah. it has that slight, like that slightly, not that limes, I guess, don't taste tropical, but we're almost so used to it I was now. just going to say, yeah, it's just got a little bit more like, tropical zing to it yeah. i don't know what it is maybe it's all in my head but no you're some like if you say it then yeah i can't true. possibly be wrong i'm wondering if the <laughs> if if the big batch of mojitos might also be a good time for something like a mint simple syrup and then you kind of cut out you i mean granted you kind of lose a little bit of the visual of the mint but you could still probably even yeah. just throw some mint in there as a garnish but i would just think like if i were making mojitos for 30 i would i would make mint simple syrup and then just that way i've got the flavor yeah. And I don't have to deal with any yes. uh, muddling at all. Okay. You took the words out of my mouth. Yes. I've done that. And it doesn't work very well. Oh, no. It's not. It's fine, I think. I mean, it's it's okay, but I still feel like you got to have some muddling. Okay. You got. It's just not enough. And But then that was um, – I have also put in zest lime zest mm. in my simple syrup just to give it another sort so you of use flavor. like a lime simple to add a little bit more of that flavor and then yeah okay yeah i could see that being that could that being good i'm 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 actually glad to learn that my my envision shortcut doesn't work um because it makes me yeah. feel better about the, the there's something about a mojito like i have to tell a, a brief story which is like the first time i ever yeah. had a mojito i was um in college so uh for those of you who might be thinking about checking on this i was not 21 uh but there was a but i also went to college in new york city where uh carting people is not really a thing that most bars do and there was a bar near where i was living that uh, had i think there were four dollar mojitos at happy hour or something and so i went in there one time wow. and was like yeah. yeah and i was like i'll have what is this thing uh mojito it's great uh it's four dollars yeah and uh <laughs> after about five of them i was convinced they were the greatest drink ever um, obviously <laughs> and i gotta tell you for a college student they might as well be because you feel sophisticated especially i mean this was an alarming number of years ago that this happened now um but uh, <laughs> they were not quite the they were not quite the all-encompassing drink that they are now and then uh and then you know like you also just got to enjoy the yeah the sophistication and also they're a little sweet you know they've got mint who doesn't like mint um and right. they they as you said they sneak up on you or they can because uh yes. you kind of don't taste the rum so much and then all of a sudden you right. had five and getting back to your dorm is challenging 
<laughs> Undercover party starter. Exactly. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> That's like, what mojito means. Yeah, exactly. I think that is the translation. <laughs> I like it. Um, I will say that just like your uh, your ad, uh, admonition about the uh, garbage um, pre uh, squeezed lime juice. I will say that to me, the thing that nothing ruins besides maybe that nothing ruins a mojito faster than like old gross mint. Um, like oh, get yeah. fresh mint people. It is not that it is not that expensive and it makes a incredible oh. difference. Um, if you're not, yeah. if you don't grow it yourself, go buy it like that day at the store or wherever, because yeah. you just, you lose, like I've been served a mojito before and actually did a thing that I rarely do in most cases, which is like refuse to drink. I would refuse to take it. I was like, no, this is not right. They had like brown mint leaves in it. I'm like, this is disgusting. I don't want to drink this. Yeah. If you don't have no. any, if you don't have any fresh mint, then I will drink something else. That's fine. But you can't serve. Yeah. Those. Don't. That's like, that's like lying to you. Like not even very well because it's pretty damn obvious that the mint <laughs> is not fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The bad lie. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was thinking to, you know, on the topic of incorporating summer fruits and what you, you know, what you had said, like, besides just adding berries or, or just adding something to a drink you already know, but I thought this would be like a really fun party thing to like have a pitcher. Of, I haven't done this yet, but I would like to, and my mouth is watering to do it. So I feel like that's a good sign, Yes. but you know, have the best, uh, a batch of mojitos made up, like I said, and on ice, and then um, some soda on ice, and then have some ice available for people to put in a drink, and then kind of have a garnish, like a little garnish bar. So some um, sprigs of mint, if you put those in a tall glass with a little, like an inch of water on the bottom, and put the mint in there, it'll stay fresh while your party's going on. People can just grab um, a whole, you know, like whole um, stem of mint or just pick off a few leaves if they want. And it's a pretty centerpiece. And then have some berries available, like raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, whatever. I think any of those. Blueberries go so well with mint. Um, so throw those in and then have a little muddler there. Um, if you don't have that, the other end of a wooden spoon works well and just people can add their own berries and smash them up and then add the rest of their mojito mix there you go that's a that idea delicious yeah well uh yeah. i guess i guess i know what we're doing when i come to tacoma oh you're you're watching until next summer i was gonna say you're watching me drink a mojito <laughs> I'll drink them. I'll drink them with your husband. That's it's fine. I'm sure we'll manage. No, I would drink that. I would totally drink that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Eva, thank you so much for your time. It was a real pleasure chatting with you, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what uh, what concoctions you come up with this summer. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zach. I had such a fun time. Oh, great. Talking to you about alcohol. Thanks again to Eva Burns for joining me on Disgorged. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Zijabal or at Disgorged Wine or check out DisgorgedWine.com. Thanks again for listening and cheers. <laughs>